Salutations, team. Salutations. It is Tuesday, which means it is Instagram Crudo. And I'm not going to be playing a video of Antifa members eating a part to start the transmission off. I'm not going to do that. As informative and as educational as that would be, I don't think that's a good way for me to start the show. So, um, you know, I'll go ahead and shoot you guys straight because I don't like beating around the bush. I may seem like a, a little a little lethargic or a little out of it. You may not hear the aggression that you're familiar with with my voice uh, because I took some melatonin last night. I took some melatonin with some whiskey last night and I slept very, very good. And you guys can't see it, but we got at least like six inches of snow out there. So it's perfect cuddle weather, man. Um, I didn't go for the hike either this morning, so I don't have seven miles underneath my belt. So I'm, I'm a little, I guess, cool is what I'm trying to say. I'm, I'm not fired up. I'm not all over the place. I'm not ecstatic. I'm not wired. I'm just, uh, I guess I'm just here doing the show. Let me, let me correct that, Lazarus. Not, not straight with whiskey. I didn't bang back like melatonin like with, with whiskey. That's crazy. shucks man i'm gonna sleep real good tonight let me pop an astrologist root extract and a melatonin and then boom i drifted off into dreamland real nice didn't take ma didn't take magnesium or cbd um like i said i was just having dinner crashing and i was like oh, i'll just pop one and that was that but uh, salutations my friends and thank you for tuning into this edition of factions of freedom i'm your host Noise Era, Freedom Faction, whichever one you prefer. And it is Tuesday, which means it's Instagram Crew Day. And I didn't really write down updates, like, uh, you know, what, what all is going on behind the scenes. I feel like as things progress, I'm not going to be able to do that as much as I'd like to. So the only thing I can really tell you to do is to support this operation by joining our patreon.com forward slash exclusive uh, forward slash freedom faction exclusive members program when you do you support this operation and one of the reasons i kind of want to point that out to where i, I want to point something out real quick you know because i'm up here talking about joining the exclusive members support this operation help us help us help us help us um collective evolution recently got their page taken down on fedbook five point over, over 5 million fans, you know, I think about still the work that uh, the good folks over there, the Free Thought Project do, and even people like Julian Assange as well, you know, um, and other organizations such as that, who have basically savaged themselves trying to provide information to not necessarily a, a undeserving audience, but to where it's not reciprocated, man. And so when I get up here and I'm like, hey, support this operation, join our patreon.com forward slash freedom faction. I sometimes feel like it falls on deaf ears. Um, and at another level, I also feel like it's not your guys' responsibility to keep us afloat uh, because that's an immense responsibility. And so, you know, my mindset towards all this work that I am doing 
is, is, is drastically changing. Um, you know, I say several years of doing this type of work, like it's nothing, but it's definitely not nothing. The commitment that it requires uh, and the dedication that it requires like day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year is a real thing. And the discipline that comes with it is something else. And so it's a catch 22, man. You know, you guys aren't supposed to, I'm not supposed to be dependent upon you guys to improve upon what we're doing. But at the same time, I have to improve upon myself in order to expand upon what we're doing. So it's an interesting situation to be in, man. You know, and I think when I see what happened to the Free Thought Project, and like I said beforehand, Collective Evolution, they've now launched a, a, a GoFundMe that I'll put in the description bar below if you guys want to support them uh, for situations like this. And I think, God, man, must be nice to have like a following that, that, that wants to help support you. Must be nice where you know you have an audience that's like showing up to help you with that must be nice because I'm censored and I don't know about that. I, 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 I guess I could ask for money, but you know, that's not what we're here for. Um, and this, this in a weird way, this plays a huge part in what we're going to be talking about later on, uh, in the show with you guys, the, the building of a new system to counter the technocracy, uh, counter economists, conscious capitalism, group economics and things such as this, you know, but, it's, it's, it's just crazy being in this position, man. It really is. Uh, we are a couple days out from the election. You already see them ramping up everything to show people, to show all the election madness is taking place. Um, and here I am trying to cover this type of stuff, hoping to God that I don't get censored in the several years worth of work that we've done being flushed down the toilet due to censorship. And so here's where we are, coming towards the end of 2020, doing the best we can trying to provide you guys information, staying above air, at the same time innovating what we do so we can expand upon what we've already done and more, you know? And so you gotta ask the question, I'll say this and I'll start getting into the topics, I'll fly through them with you guys real quick. You gotta ask the question of, are you guys here for the content or are you here for me? Obviously it's a mixture of both because I'm, obviously it's a mixture of both, but it's, it's trying to navigate that, uh, but at the same time not get lost because in a sad way, we not in a sad way, but in a, in a, in a real way, we are leaders now. Um, we are now thought leaders. And so here we are, here we are. It's crazy, I don't get to run to people saying, hey, what's your solution? Like, hey, what are you gonna do? It don't work like that. Unfortunately, it doesn't work like that. People come to me for solutions. And that's cool, because that's the position that we're in. We're trying to diversify the information because you guys deserve it. Um, I'll say this and I'll start getting into the topics with you guys. We may or may not be selling off our partner page, Liberation Legion, to another person in the community that is a victim of censorship. Um, clearly, we don't operate as heavily as I would like to on Liberation Legion. And having a following that's similar to ours would help somebody else. Um, and so we may or may not be selling that off to somebody in the community. Uh, so they can benefit from some of the secondary work that we've taken that, that we've done um and so i might do like a goodbye show with them i'm not sure i'm not sure but keep your keep your eyes posted on liberation legion um and yeah i should have put this in the updates as well that we have a we've, we've created a telegram channel i feel like telegram will be way more effective to us than discord but i'll save that for future episodes let me go ahead and fly through some of these um some of these topics for you guys and then we'll go ahead and get started oh 
Thank you. We're going to be talking about Agenda 21, Agenda 2030, uh, the Great Reset, right? I think people are beginning to gradually grasp what that means and more. Uh, crippling the power grid, building a new system to counter the technocracy. Uh, some people want me to talk about getting around the digital dollar, the new digital dollar. I don't think that's the case. I think that's a part of the cashless society, but we'll get into that. Things like Bitcoin and cryptos as well. I briefly mentioned it, the counter economists, um, something I think a little bit more interesting and more apropos for the time that we're discussing right now is disaster capitalism. Disaster capitalism. A better way for me to describe disaster capitalism is to, uh, oh, shucks, I can't get through it. There's an article from the Free Thought Project that talked about how much money Sergey Brin, Jeff Bezos, Mark Zuckerberg, and Bill Gates have made because of COVID-19. And for long-time listeners, we talked about this. Who stands to benefit? Que bono, who stands to benefit from locking everything down? The telecom and the telehealth industries. Um, and that's precisely what disaster capitalism is, where you have people profiteering off of death, destruction, violence, madness, chaos, and more. So we'll cover that uh, later on in the show. Joe Biden canceling oil and gas, the oil and gas industry as well as switching to green, uh, the rites of passage, the satanic coming of age, the black awakening, widespread civil unrest, Halloween, and God choosing imperfect people. Now, because I have been running errors or running errands all morning and haven't really been able to take the time to organize these thoughts, you may see me kind of jump all over the place. Uh, I might be talking about something here, I might be talking about something there, I might be over here. But I think the best way for me to intro this is to talk about God choosing imperfect people. Yeah. You know, because I, I think a better way of going about this is looking at, looking at the overwhelming amount of devotion that's going towards Donald Trump. And yes, he does have immense power and influence. But at the same time, people are beginning to treat Trump as if he's like some kind of God emperor level king. And I know we have the election coming up. I kind of thought about, you know, retracting some of the statements I said in the previous episode, because I said, you know, voting worked. They wouldn't let us do it. And I myself am not like an advocate, an, an avid voter. I'm not going out there telling you guys to go vote and things like this. But what I'm trying to bring to your attention is we are in very crucial times. And when I say that God chooses imperfect people, people want Trump to be this 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 immaculate person that's infallible, like Pope infallible the third over there or something like that. It doesn't work like that. We are given imperfect people for imperfect times. And a lot of what's happening right now is revelation. And I don't mean just like in the book, I mean like in, in the Bible, I mean in the time frame, in the concept of revelation. Uh, years ago, whenever I did my uh, episode, Trumping in a Technocracy, whenever Trump became president, I didn't understand how and I didn't understand what would take place. I just understood what Trump represented as the archetype and what was already taking place. And as he came in, what had to go down? Yes, I have my own personal feelings towards things. Yes, I would like this, that, and the third. But these people are icons and archetypes and figureheads, puppets to a global agenda sad truth and i know people don't want to think about this but this is the world that we're in now so when i say trumping in the technocracy even if trump doesn't carry out any of the agendas that they are using or that they have uh 
on the loading on the loading dock right there shelved queued up in the chamber whatever you want to name it as these agendas are still going to take place so when i say god's choosing perfect people heck yeah i don't want to say i'm not saying trump's god chosen but i'm telling you that we are all imperfect he uses imperfect people to tell his story you can see how all this stuff is coming out now i've been talking about it basically since the entirety of october that i'm actually very glad that things are beginning to reach this somewhat chaotic and tumultuous point in time because now people can't hide people people can't act like oh this isn't this isn't happening oh these people aren't sacrificing children. Oh, they're not trafficking children. Oh, they're not poisoning us. Oh, they're not trying to kill us. And thank the Lord that all this stuff is coming out now. I thank God every day. Thank the Lord that this stuff is coming out. So when I say God chooses imperfect people, all I can do is refer to the situations that we've been in that have led us to this point, that have shown us how there is no such thing as perfection. It's a journey. But during that journey towards perfection, you're going to see all that God has done for you and the things that are taking place in the peripheral. Ooh, man, you know, I'll say, this has got nothing to do with anything that we're talking about here. I was with a client the other day and I ended up spending an additional two hours with the gentleman because he was a teacher of religious studies. And, you know, I had a blast. I was... The whole appointment should have taken at least like 30 minutes to 45 minutes, but I was there for like two hours just talking to him about, you know, uh, Native American rituals, um, indigenous people's rituals, uh, honoring your ancestors, you know, uh, praying to God, understanding that there's different interpretations of God and this, that, and the third. And it was so powerful being able to have like a deep spiritual conversation with somebody without the mask on that's got nothing to do with politics because you see how we're, we're how we're quickly losing this component to us. I talk about it on the show all the time, how we're violating the social contract right now. You got people running up to people saying, who did you vote for? You know, pledge allegiance to me. There is no God, F your Jesus. And that's a very, very like evil, evil, evil state to be in, if you ask me. It's a very uh, fallen state to be in. And so to get back to topic, let's start talking about COVID-19 as the cover, Agenda 21 and more. You know, when I mentioned briefly to you guys uh, that I did the episode a couple of years ago, not knowing what the future entailed, uh, trumping in the technocracy, I think that episode's like almost four or five years old. I was trying to, again, ex ex explain to you guys that while Trump may represent these things, there is the so-called deep state that still has agendas that are going to go through. Yes, he's able to drain the swamp, but these guys have had plans in place since before Trump got here. Yes, he's here. But he's a road, he's, he, he's, he's a bump in the road. And that's why that bump in the road is all of us. He represents us. He represents these thoughts that we have. And I know people don't want to think about that, but now you're seeing that discussion come out. What is nationalism versus globalism? What is freedom versus uh, uh, capitulation, slavery, slavery, right? What is individuality versus the collective? And we're beginning to have this discussion on a massive scale. So when we talk about Agenda 21, Agenda 2030, and things such as this, you've got to look at how this has been in place since before we got here. Like this week on the episode, I'm going to have to talk about how Hunter Biden's laptop, the New Federalist Society of China, and how you have a, 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 a warring deep state in China fighting the Communist Party 
but at the same time aligning with the values that we have over here. And so again, you're just seeing this separatization of powers on a global scale and it's massive because again, these are agendas taking place. Agendas are happening right now. So I don't have it here before me right now, the actual package of Agenda 2030 and Agenda 2040 or and Agenda 2050 and things like this. But what I'm trying to tell you guys is there is a organized agenda to rob you of your rights and this system that everybody is so enamored to go vote for is not designed to help you. This is why I get up over here week after week and tell you to vote with your dollars, vote with your lifestyle. People respect that a lot much more than this little sticker that you got. And the sad truth is because of how polarized things are these days, these people who are saying I voted this way, they're putting targets on their back because of how destabilized people are. My God, just last week I showed you a video of people in I think what Boston, Massachusetts, eating like a heart in the broad in broad daylight. And this this past week on the podcast I covered it. Um, I forget what the what state and city, but people are getting notes on their houses saying, "Hey, we see that you've got all kinds of pro-Americana gear on your house. We see you voted for Trump. We're just letting you know you're on a list, and whenever shit pops off, we're gonna bomb your house. That's all. We're just letting you know you started the civil war." And so this is, this is insane. This is insane. I need to turn off my phone. I'm sorry, guys. I'm getting all kinds of texts and messages. This is insane. This is, this is, uh, this is 2020. This is America. This is what's happening whenever people, again, violate the social contract. And so I'm all over the place. I'm all over the place. And I think sometimes that's a good thing because I get lost trying to explain the minutia of every little detail that is sometimes too orderly and the truth doesn't come out. You know, whenever I look at where we're at right now with, with, with COVID-19, with the election, with all these other dangerous factors that are going on right now, I think everybody can see that we are in a tumultuous period in history that we are never going to see that. That, that if we see a period like this in history again, it's going to be drastically worse. And that's the sad part. You know, again, the fact that you've got police and military lining up at polling stations, expecting civil unrest, like this is like, to a degree, people are enabling this. I've got to ask myself, like, who is telling people to go out and go do these things? Who's telling people to, hey, commit voter fraud? Hey, Put a list on people's houses, make a list of people's houses who have differing views of you. Hey, shout people down. Who's telling people to do this type of stuff? And I think that might even be the wrong question to ask there because these people are still going to do this stuff. We've got to figure out how to, I don't know, nerf these people, make them inept. I'm not sure. But the problem is, is we're being overrun by so much chaos and destabilization that we're being caught flat footed. And what's going to happen is everything I told you at the start of this is going to create a overreaching authoritarian response. You know, you've got people both on the left and the right who are now victims essentially of police brutality because the police is an extension of the state. It's an extension of the government. And if we don't figure out a way to change the laws and reform the police, well, then we're all going to be subject to it. Oh, my God. You know, I'm getting frustrated. Get frustrated. Let me let me let me come at this from another angle. Let me get at this from another angle. I'm going to read to you guys about the Great Reset. I think that's a better way for me to kind of talk about all this stuff that's going on in one foul swoop. 
I think that's a better way for me to come at this rather than trying to hit every little, every little detail. The reason why everything is collapsing right now is because it's being done by design. Those agendas that I was mentioning beforehand, Agenda 21, Agenda 2030, this stuff literally came out basically 20 years ago, as, as soon as I was a child, because they had an organized plan as to how they were going to collapse everything. They were going to have a controlled collapse and then what they now call sustainable development, a gradual recreation, what Joe Biden has in uh, some of his speeches, a building back better slogan, a controlled collapse so that they can control the reconstruction. So when we're talking about the Great Reset, something that was over there at the World Economic Forum, I'm not really sure most people were able to catch it because they don't see what they're telling you. They're telling you right out in the open that, yeah, no, everything that's going on right now is 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 being being done by global elites, being done by the World Economic Forum, being done by the United Nations, and it's all organized, even down to putting a mask on people, mask mandates, uh, contact tracing, uh, the, 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 the jackbooted police just snatching people up, 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 up off of the middle of the streets. All of this stuff is being done by design. That's why you're seeing it right now. And I said this last week on the podcast episode, could you imagine UN Secretary General Antonio Gutierrez and World Health Organization's president, uh, Tedros Cabrasius, now becoming your, your, your president and your doctor. Isn't that essentially what happened? That we no longer listen to our own country. We no longer listen to our own president because of, well, Bill Gates, because of the World Economic Forum, because of the World Health Organization, because of the United Nations. We are now seeing right now that our Bill of Rights, the Constitution, things like this, these national laws that we have here, they're defunct. They're thrown out the window. And then whenever you add that whole other technological social media component to it, again, your laws, they're useless. So when I'm saying, I didn't understand what I was talking about when I talked about trumping in the technocracy, I didn't understand I'd be talking about this type of stuff. I didn't understand that whenever we looked at COVID-19, we would see the telecom and the telehealth industries boom and blossom. I didn't think that I would see uh, middle, the, the middle class essentially being wiped out seeing business owners of America just be thrown underneath the bus. I didn't understand that, but that's again, a part of it. We have these riots right now in Philadelphia taking place because of, I think, uh, I, I, I forget the gentleman's name, uh, the gentleman that passed away. I think it's Walter, Walter, Walter something junior. He passes away. They have riots, but people don't understand these businesses that are, that, that are still here. Thank God that are able to still work through COVID are hanging by a thread. And when you have these, these, these protests, these riots, and they break down buildings, bro, you're not taking it to the white man. You ain't taking it to the patriarchy. You're taking it to the, to your neighbor. You're taking it to somebody in your community. You're destroying stuff. These people who can barely hang on, who have to convert to outdoor patio sitting and half occupancy, you're about to burn them down because of some other stuff. People aren't thinking about this. This is again, a part of the socioeconomic reformation, the controlled collapse, the great reset, because guess what? Guess what? You destroy those stores. People gotta go online. People gotta go to Amazon. They gotta go to Facebook. They gotta go to all these other places online where the money won't get reintroduced back into the community to where it can help people. People don't think about this type of stuff. Oh, they're just upset. 
I saw somebody else get rowdy, so I'm going to do it too. I'm going to burn a building down. I played that clip on the podcast a couple weeks ago. That's Antifa's logic. Well, in order for us to bring business back to America, we have to burn things down. It's like, what the fuck? Where is your head at? Where is your head at? And why are we encouraging this type of behavior? How has this not been reined in? So this is, again, a part of the Great Reset. Let me just read to you real quick from their own, from their own words uh, what the Great Reset is. And then I'll, I'll, I'll continue on. And again, I'm sorry for kind of being all over the place. I didn't put the topics uh, together in an effective way. But it says, uh, and this is the Great Reset over there at the World Economic Forum. It says that there is an urgent need for global stockholders to cooperate in simultaneously managing the direct consequences of the COVID-19 crisis. To improve the state of the world, the World Economic Forum is starting the Great Reset Initiative. Okay. So they're saying, oh, we messed up with COVID. Oh, shucks. Looks like nobody can work. Oh, nobody's able to pay us. What can we do? The COVID-19 crisis and the political, economic, and social disruptions it caused is fundamentally changing the traditional context for decision-making. The inconsistencies, inadequacies, and contradictions of multiple systems, from health and financial to energy and education, are more exposed than ever amidst a global context of concern for lives, livelihoods, and the planet. Leaders find themselves at a historic crossroads, managing short-term pressure against medium and long-term uncertainties. Medium and long-term uncertainties. It's like, oh shucks, look at these people over here in America not going along with the program. Look at them opening up their country again. Well, let's just start radicalizing black folks. Let's just start pissing off white folks and we'll get them to kill not only their environment, but each other, and then we'll just come through afterwards and just pick up the pieces, you see? Now it's talking about the opportunity. It says, as we enter a unique window of opportunity to shape the recovery, this initiative will offer insights to help inform all those determining the future state of global relations, the direction of national economies, the priorities of societies, the nature of business models, and the management of a global commons. Drawing from the visions and vast expertise of the leaders engaged across the forum's communities, the Great Reset Initiative has a set of dimensions to build a new social contract that honors the dignity of every human being. And then it goes on to talk about joining the Sustainable Development Impact Summit. So did you catch what I read right there? They said, ah, shucks, man. COVID messed up a lot of things. Great. This provides us the opportunity to take advantage of it. Like Hillary Clinton says, don't let a good crisis go to waste. Things are horrible right now. It sure would be a shame if we were able to get global stockholders, uh, businessmen, politicians, corporations, and more on our side so we could help shape the recovery. Like what Joe Biden said, building back better. Get that? I hope you did. Before I continue on talking about the Great Reset, Remember a couple of weeks ago, we talked about or a couple of weeks or a couple of months ago, I covered it on the show and on the on, on, on Instagram live with you guys, uh, the DHS sounding the alarms for potential EM, uh, EMP attack that took place right around the election period, canceling out the ability for us to really figure out who won the election. So how does that tie into the Great Reset? Well, call me a nerd, but I guess I think of a light switch. I guess I think of, you know, computers and stuff like that, technology, rebooting things, the Great Reset. They got to shut everything down so they can 
reinstall the new global operating system. You see, right now, too many people have their own thoughts, their own emotions, their own agenda, their own way to, you know, think for themselves, their own, their own information. We need to get everybody on the same page. And you heard a lot of these talking points come out pre-COVID or during COVID, that COVID allows for us to create a global consciousness that because of COVID, we are now all a part of the same system. Do you get the globalization that I'm talking about? The stuff that's happening in the peripheral that people really don't really want to talk about? The things that they can't really see? That, that, that's why when we see something going on in Ireland, we know it's going to happen here. The same way when we see something take place over there in Australia, we know it's going to happen here. That's why we were so lit for what was going on over there in Hong Kong, because those people were fighting China at their doorstep, and we were like, heck yeah, heck yeah, COVID happened. COVID happened, and instead of us unifying, we all became each other's enemy. Now, we don't have enemies of humanity. We ourselves are enemies of humanity. We don't want to have, we don't want a handshake. Ugh, social distance, you might be dirty. You see how that happened? It's like, it's almost, we were, it's, it's almost like we were unifying or something. Like we were waking up to the global tyranny that was taking place and they had to pit us against each other. See how that works? So let's get back to the, the, the Great Reset. Let's get back to the Great Reset. You know, this is why you see the dollar being devalued. This is why you see, this, this, is, why the, this is why you see them saying, you know what, let's just go ahead and lock people down forever. Let's just take away their ability to work for themselves. Let's just eliminate the middle class. You know, entrepreneurs, you're going right out the window. Let's just eliminate the ability for people to pull themselves up from the bootstraps so they become more and more dependent upon the government. Very, very dangerous. This is, again, why you don't see me voting for this type of system. My mind just doesn't work like that. I think, shucks, if I see society going this way, maybe I should go this way. You see all these people putting their masks on, and then they got their little cute masks on saying I voted. And I can't help but think, good for you. Because we're not really understanding the, the nature of the warfare that we're up against. People keep throwing their energy into this system saying, you know, if I just vote harder, <laughs> if, if I just vote harder, eventually I'll get out of these chains. <laughs> oh, oh, if I just keep voting harder for this system, oh, eventually they'll take the chains off. And it's like, you really think that? I, uh, I, en I, I, I envy such delusional thinking uh, because I don't think that'll be the case. You know, politicians only re recognize lobbyists. And what do lobbyists represent? Corporations. What do those corporations represent? Money. What does that money represent? An agenda. The problem is, we don't have an agenda. We're unorganized. We're still paying into this system that's designed to rob us of our rights. And we're like, ah, oh, how, how, how is the system getting stronger? Because we're not taking their power away. And that's what's so crazy about the landscape we're in right now. You have people that say, you know what? We need a bigger government. You know what? People need less rights. You know what? Let's tax them even more. Let's destroy their ability to think for themselves, work for themselves, and make them even more dependent upon the system. So I gotta switch up talking about this because obviously you guys know how I feel. You know how I feel. Let me talk about building a new system to counter the technocracy. Building a new system to counter the technocracy. A pro-human, divinity-inspired, renaissance-based 
future. Not one where you're like, well, if I just, again, if I just, you know, work hard, you know, the government will provide me a job, they'll provide me a housing, they'll provide me a paycheck, they'll provide me everything. And I don't got to think for myself, I just have to carry out what the government wants me to. Is that what welfare is? I was listening to uh, Je uh, Jesse Lee Peterson, Reverend Jesse Lee Peterson show. Um, man, I can't tell if this dude's like trolling black folks or what. Cause he's black too, but he's like, yo, he's like seven year old, old black dude. He's like, yo, people in my generation, we didn't do all this complaining. You know, men, men worked and that was it. They didn't have time to hate the white man. You know, they was over here getting the job done. They didn't need representatives to speak for them. The civil rights movement was one of the most dangerous things that could happen for black folks, because now you have the same thing that we have now with black lives matter, a whole bunch of white knight liberal people thinking that they know what's best for black folks organizing them to organize them together to get them to hate a, a a whole nother group and so when he's making these statements you know part of me is a little bit frustrated because it's like wow look at you disgrace the work of you know people like martin luther king malcolm x and more you know and then he talks smack about reverend al sharpton and jesse jackson and things such as this these these pimps that take the black community and use them for their own means and is that not what we're still dealing with today? With Alicia Garza, Patrice Cullors, you know, Shad Kings, uh, things such as this. Uh, George Soros, I freaked out a couple weeks ago with you guys where we had uh, the, the, the Black Futures Lab, a pro-communist Chinese organization, as well as George Soros, a Hungarian-born Jew, and now a Chinese organization saying they know what's best about the black people. It's like, the fuck? No, y'all don't. You don't understand me. You don't understand our blight. And so when I'm talking about all these things, you have to understand that this is this is this is how history rhymes. This is this is why you have to like <laughs> again not expect a system that's designed to nerf your ability of success to give you success. It's like when you win the lottery, the government's not like, oh, let me double that money up for you. The government's like, where is my cut? Taxes, bitch. Where it at? <laughs> And so you want to you wanna pay into that? You want that to help you more? Like I said, just keep voting harder and eventually they'll take those chains off. So how do we build a system designed to counter the technocracy when I can't even get people to, you know, support us via Patreon? <laughs> it doesn't work like that because some people are so enamored, encumbered, by the weight of, of, of having to do things that they've been disenfranchised from their power. They think, shucks, I don't want to eat crap for a couple months. Ah, maybe if I just keep waiting, eventually I'll get my success. You know, this is a, this is a much deeper issue than I really have time to kind of talk, talk, talk on them. Because what you're really talking about at a, at a certain level is the psycho-spiritual configuration of people. Again, the socioeconomic and the socio-political implications of thinking for yourself, voting for yourself, and doing more. Uh, conscious capitalism, combining conscious capitalism with group economics where you get a bunch of people together thinking about these things, coming up with solutions, and letting that be their voting power, letting that be the voting block. People recognize that instead of just like, oh, look at this little sticker. Look at this generic sticker that everybody can get. Remember we talked about it a couple weeks ago. There's, a, there's like several black families out there in Atlanta. They like pulled their money together 
and created like a a city, and this is their own words, a city that is safe for black people. I don't know that kind of sounds wild, but is it? Creating a Wakanda, I know that doesn't sound wild, but is it? Detaching yourself away from the system, knowing that it's not really going to give you your fair share, so you go create your own system. Is this not what civil libertarians say about social media censorship and more? Oh, dude, if you don't like your own platform, just go get your own. Bah! Because it's that easy, right? Because it's that easy. But these are the facts that people aren't thinking of. And so when we, when you're going to the polling stations, my friends, just keep these things in mind that it is not just your duty to vote. It is also your duty to think. It's also your duty to create. It's also your duty to produce, not just take, not, not, not just stand there with a hand wide open and say, Hey, what can you do for me? But ask yourself what you can do for others. Ask what you can create that's going to supersede you. What are you going to leave behind? Not what you're going to create. So you can, again, give more power to people who are undeserving, but what you can create for yourself. People are saying that the feed is cutting up. That's simply because of the, uh, the interference from all the snow and the weather events that are going on over here. It's, it's been like this all day, but building a new system to counter the technocracy, a pro human divinity inspired Renaissance based future. Longtime listeners understand that this is something I've been trying to carve out for the entirety of this podcast uh, and the entirety that you guys have like heard me talk on these issues is our values are all bass backwards. We're not thinking appropriately. We still think that this system is designed to help us. We need to take power from this system because they work for us and we need to learn how to em embolden ourselves. I think a better way for me to kind of come at this is to just go ahead and bite the bullet and tell you that in the future, you're gonna have, you're, you're gonna have Bitcoin, you're gonna have cryptos, you're gonna have, you're gonna have the social credit score system, you're gonna have the cashless society style system, but it's gonna be based on a different style, a different merit. And what I mean by that is, imagine going to work where you're able to, I don't know, uh, uh, purify the water, okay, and then you get paid for how well the water tastes. And if the weather and if the water drops drops below like a certain purity level or a certain pH level, well, that's going to show up in your economy. Like when I covered the the Zebellion topic, uh, Generation Z rebelling from this system, doing everything I'm talking to you about right here, detaching themselves, not wanting to be a part of the system, but making themselves so separate and 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 sovereign and recognized that they have to be dealt with. This is the type of stuff I'm talking to you about to where sad truth is, is they might have, they, they might commandeer water treatment facilities. They might commandeer certain patches of land and the same way that we saw in Chaz and Chop, they'll, they might make it better. Now I know Chaz and Chop, you know, the Capitol Hill autonomous zone, the Capitol Hill occupied protest area. I know that's not a good example, but when you look at everything else that's going on with that, it's a much deeper issue. It's people saying that they are fed up with having, having a tyrannical system step on them. And the Pentagon has war game this back in 2018. I covered it. You guys can go look at, listen to the episode. They war game this. They said that in mid 2025, you're going to have a separatist society that becomes so, so powerful that it's going to be able to impact the global structure. They're going to be called. And again, 
one man's terrorist is another man's freedom fighter, transnational criminal organizations, simply because these people don't want to be a part of this overreaching, dictatorial, tyrannical society. And so the very thoughts I'm talking to you right here, the things I'm saying to you are going to be considered ter terrorist threats and criminal activity because this system wants every fucking penny from your life. And you are chattel. I'm chattel too. Why you think I'm saying, oh, if we just keep voting hard enough, eventually they'll take the chains off. They won't take the chains off. They won't. And you have to understand this. And so right now, we're in those beginning stages of, of having society like divide and separate. When I talked about this with uh, David Nino Rodriguez, and we talked about just, just on the Western part of America separating because of all this political nonsense, that's just cover. That's, 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 that's just cover. Those are FEMA districts. This is again, regionalism. People have to understand that this is again, a part of Agenda 21 and Agenda 2030. It's, this is so sophisticated. What I'm trying to drill down to you guys that we will never have enough time. And that's why even as we run up on these things, I'm still trying to say, listen, this is what connected to this. This is what's gonna happen with this. So back to the separatist movement that's taking place. You already see it happening. And it's the civil war that's brewing in our own country. But make no mistake, this very same civil war is brewing in everyone else's country as well. And these transnational criminal organizations, these freedom fighters, these informational terrorists, these thought criminals, these people that don't wanna be a part of this type of stuff are having conversations right now. And they are building a system to counter the technocracy. I don't know if it's pro-human, divinity-inspired, renaissance-based. That's what I would want. But they're having these type of thoughts right now saying, you know what, we need to, di we need to divest from this. We need to pull away from this because it's not going to get any better. And we know it. And there are some people who have already reached that, that, uh, who have reached that resolve and are not acting on it. It's the simplest thing to say. But let me touch back on, again, that system, you know, where you're able to basically get paid for the amount of work that you put into the earth. Um, you could call that sustainable development. You could call that renewable energy. You could call that renewable technology. Uh, but again, this is another topic that we talk about on the show quite frequently. The idea of them trying to sell us free energy, because my God, from, you know, hydroelectric to thermal to, you know, uh, uh, wind energy, there's, there's, there's so many different ways that we could be living in this world so much different. We operate off of materialistic and finite sources of things and they deteriorate over time. That's why they're able to, that's why they're able to put dollar signs on them. And as they deteriorate, they get bigger, you know, cost and demand. And so what I'm trying to talk to you guys about is radically changing how we approach stuff. Where, 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 where a painting, where somebody who, who, who creates like a beautiful, masterful painting is the equivalent to, to having your farm being taken care of for the next month. And I know, again, that doesn't make sense, but it's, 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 it's changing how we go about stuff. I, I had mentioned it earlier, conscious capitalism, group economics, right? How to turn a thousand dollars into say a garden and into, you know, a farm or into like a self-sustaining business that has zero carbon footprint, zero net emissions and all this type of stuff. But this is 
this is this is a, again a much deeper thought process than than I have time to get into and I just kind of want to put this out there for you people hold on to stuff that ain't real it's the type of, it's the stuff that's not real that you should hold on to because all this stuff here is finite it gets over it it, it dies um, a concept I want you guys to think about and I think it's a better way for me to say an entrepreneur, uh, but a counter economist, right? Because I'm always telling you to vote with your dollars, vote with your lifestyle and to think with this, a counter economist, you know, having your money tied into renewable energy, as I said before, solar technology, I'm gonna get my money invested in anti EMF, Wi-Fi shielding clothing and stuff like that stuff to help block out these frequencies and more. But this is again what people are thinking of. They think, oh, well, if I get $1,000, maybe I'll get me some new Jordans and like a PS5 and it'll be all right. Stupid bastard. You're not thinking straight. You're not thinking past your own, your own ego. You're not thinking of how you can be more of an asset to everyone else. You're being selfish with your success. And people are entitled to do so. But that selfishness is, again, a finite substance. If you learn to put your wealth in other places, you'll see that come back to you threefold because then it won't even be about the wealth that you're giving out. It'll be about the wealth that you're trying to create because you'll say, you know what? I want to help people more. I want to do bigger and better things. I want to be able to help people help themselves. I want to be able to be such, I want to have such abundance that my abundance infects people like COVID to where all they do is start helping people. But you see, we don't think like that. We don't. We don't know how to. We don't know how to. And so, again, a lot of the things I'm talking to you guys about right now, it may either go over your head, it might sound like I'm rambling, it may not even make sense to you, but we'll touch on these things again. Because this is, again, a part of renewable energy, sustainable development, Agenda 21, Agenda 2030. Building a new system to counter the technocracy. Not paying into a fucking system designed to rob you of your rights. Standing up for yourself. Defining yourself. Asking yourself, what can I really contribute? Oh, we hear it all the time. Oh, I'm, I'm just one person. Oh, what the heck can I do? You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised what you could do if you put your mind to it. But that's the thing. Why in God's, they don't need to take over anything. They don't need, they don't need for asset forfeiture seizure for anything the best thing people can take from you is your mind i'll say that one more time they don't need to take nothing from you all they need to take is your mind motherfuckers is lawless fools is stupid and people are losing their mind left and right they don't need to take anything all they need to take is your mind and you'll give it up <laughs> you will give it up and people do man so when i'm telling you oh just keep voting harder Eventually, they'll take off those chains. You're, you're not, <sighs> you bit into the lie. You bought the hype. <sighs> I get frustrated. Oh, you're one person. So am I. <laughs> I'm one person. Everyone's one person. My God, stop being such a sad sack. Pull yourself up by the bootstraps and realize that this crisis, like many people say, has created such opportunity, but our minds are not configured to think of it as such. You know, I had on Josh of Truth and Vibration a couple years ago, 
And he hit me with some knowledge that I think I'm like literally spitting on now. And that's why I have to say it because my brain works that way. He said, you know, EJ, we don't have the technology that we're wanting to, you know, to where we can buy locate places uh, where I can be half here and then half like in Japan. We don't have that type of technology yet to where we can, you know, uh, restore people's health, regenerative technologies, advanced technology, because, well, but our minds aren't there. Our minds are not capable to comprehend the type of technology that we need to get us out of the situation we're in right now. I know people want me to talk about, oh, election fraud, you know, the election, uh, violence and uh, destabilizing events, mad, mad, madness, bedlam, chaos and mayhem and all these things. But that's all destruction. Our minds are not geared towards thinking about positive and productive things. How can we really put our hands into the earth, put our spirit into the earth and to build something here? Oh, should I talk about Bitcoin? Should I tell you what to invest in? What the hell are you gonna do with the money? Besides go make more and spend it. We're not thinking of how we can be an asset. Thus, we're becoming a liability, which is why everybody wants free everything. This is such a, this is such a, again, such a tumultuous time to be in that uh, all we can really do is use this crisis as an opportunity to think about how we can do better. And this is exactly what the World Economic Forum was doing. They know what they're doing when they're talking about the global reset. They know what they're doing, slowly choking off the middle class, stopping people from working. They know people don't have savings. Shucks. All of us were working paycheck to paycheck before COVID. And now the COVID here, it, now the COVID's here, none of us can work. So ain't none of us got a paycheck. I talked about that just a couple of weeks ago, man. Here in America, as we get closer to the election, one in five Americans are gonna be running out of the money. So they don't give a shit about the election. They're unable to feed their kids, man. They're unable to help. They're unable to work. Care about the election? But again, all done by design, all done to disenfranchise people from what very little power they had so that they could, you know, hat in hand, come to the government saying, please, sir, can I have some more? Lord Donald Trump, can I please have some more, eh? Only for us to get smacked down like a child and told, yeah, you can have some scrapes. Yeah, you can have some but you can never have enough to get you ahead. And that's how people have to start thinking about things. No one's ever gonna give you your success and no one's ever gonna give you your future. And while these people may say they have your best future and your best intentions and at mind, at thought, that's a lie, a bold faced one at that. And you have to take your own life into consideration as you begin to make these decisions. You, and I've been saying this basically all October, ironically enough, I've been saying that now, it's your guys' turn. Now you have to step through the gauntlet. You have to go through the doorway. You have to say, you know what? I have to do something about this. I can't sit here and let this continue. I've already made my bed. I've already been, I've already been poor for speaking my truth. And now uh, the exclusive members have heard me gradually begin to talk about getting my wealth and my money together. I've already been poor. I've already been ostracized from society, lost my friends, done all kinds of crazy stuff that I'm very proud of and, and more for speaking the truth and living in this. 
And now we're about to see a whole nother level of it take place. And when I'm telling you that you now, whoever's listening, it's your turn and you're gonna go do it. And that's how crazy all this is. It's an incremental, it is an incremental path waking up and the future is promised to no one. Uh, shucks, I could be dead in my sleep. I could get shot in my sleep. All I can do is be honest and true to what I am. And so when I'm telling you guys that now it's your turn, well, are you gonna wear the mask? Are you gonna wear the mask? Where are you gonna wear the mask? Are you gonna excite other people? Are you gonna inform other people? Election talk, voting stuff stuff. Let's, let's talk about it. Are you going to get in politics? Are you gonna start a network? Are you gonna create a website? Are you gonna create a page? Are you gonna create a movement? Are you gonna create a fund? Are you gonna create an organization? to help your local neighborhood? Are you gonna create something that can be transplanted around the world? I mean, my gosh, it's, it's, it, these are the thoughts that you have to have while we're being affected by these things. There's a reason why they're putting censorship in because courage is infectious, but they don't want people to be courageous. They don't want people to build this again, this pro-human divinity inspired Renaissance-based future where everybody's able to have a piece of the pie to where we're able to help people move forward collectively as a whole. No, 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 they don't want that. They do want people to move forward, but they want to do so in a controlled fashion. And so the ball's in our court now. It couldn't, it couldn't be more obvious that we're under assault. But the real question is, is how are we gonna to respond to it? Are we gonna buckle? Are we gonna, again, vote? <laughs> Uh, vote for more, more slavery. This is something people need to think about, man. You know, that's why when I say that this system is, when talking about this system designed to counter the technocracy, it's a deeper issue than you think because it's not just money. It's not like, oh, let's just dissolve the Fed and then we'll be all right. It's like, no, you've got to think about the trajectory of things. You've got to think about building momentum. You've got to think about how all this takes place. Free your mind says the Dems are your problem. So are the, so are the feckless Republicans that allow for this to take place. The useless Republicans that allow for them to embolden their actions only for them to double down and carry on. They're just as, they're, they're just as complicit. That's why silence is compliance. If you guys aren't standing up, as far, as far as I'm concerned, and Ted Cruz has really turned the corner on how I think about him, I don't really see a lot of Republicans standing up at all. They've been bought or paid out, bro. We're be, we've been sold out. That's one of the reasons why China's trying to get up in here because they feel like they are owed our country and we've been sold out. And you don't see, that's why the Republicans aren't doing anything, man, because half these people have been bought out by China. It, it, dude. My God, it's a it's it's the left right paradigm. That's why I've explained it: the breakdown of law and order, and how we're seeing like a a a a, a spread of things take place. Why we're seeing no more Democrats and Republicans, and now why we're seeing fascists and you know uh, uh, communists and socialists and all these other ists. Because things are changing, our views. That's why you hear it all the time. We're not our grandparents. Because it's a different ball game. 
we're not just dealing with little low uh little old america now we're dealing with the world and so when you look at your thought process and the things that you do well it's not just tied to your backyard it's tied to well, how's this going to impact the global scale you see we don't think about this that's again that american ignorance of ours where we don't think that what we do here has an impact in china what your phone might have cost a family how some how 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 kids in Africa are still starving. You know, how kids in, in, in China are working in sweatshops to build your phone. We don't think about this because it's too far from us. And so when I'm asking us to think about building a new system, clearly clearly it will be impossible for me to achieve in my time frame. The same way that we're a part of a system that's incalculable to us right now, yet those before us came and built this. We have to start thinking about what we can do yesterday, not for ourselves, but for everybody else, and how we always have to put our best foot forward. The timer just popped out. You're telling me I got about a minute and 40 some seconds left. I think I'll come back with you guys and talk about um, you know, the Black Awakening, widespread civil unrest, Halloween, the rites of passage, the satanic coming of age, and more. But I think that this was this was a this this was a good way for me to kind of gradually approach the topic of the socioeconomic reformation, the socio-political re uh, uh, reformation, the Great Reset, the controlled collapse, the financial chaos, and more. I think that this was a weird way for me to kind of encapsulate how we are all being affected by COVID-19 and more uh, in so many unseen ways that the only way for us to make it through it is to adopt this new system. But that's the thing is we have to figure out how to use this crisis as an opportunity for us to inject our own viewpoints into the narrative instead of just allowing for them to tell us what to do. We gotta start thinking different. Like they say, man, you keep playing these stupid games, you're gonna win you some stupid prizes. And we can't do that. We gotta start making surprises. We're gonna take a quick break. And when we come back, we're gonna be joined by you guys and more, going over other topics, um, things such as the Black Awakening, widespread civil unrest, election meddling, and more. Uh, give me like five minutes or so and I'll be right back. I gotta go feed the mutts. We're gonna take a, a break. We're gonna be joined by you guys and more on the other side. Ladies and gentlemen, don't go anywhere. This is Freedom Faction over here on Factions of Freedom. And we'll be right back right after this. Understand what's going on around you. You are in a state of war, and you have precious little time to save yourself. It's a slow process, which we call active measures. The first stage being demoralization. It takes from 15 to 20 years to demoralize a nation. The next stage is destabilization. What matters is essentials. Economy, foreign relations, defense systems. The next stage is crisis. With a violent change of power, 
structure and economy, period of normalization. This is what will happen in the United States if you allow all these schmucks to put a big brother government in Washington, D.C., who will promise lots of things, never mind whether the promises are fulfilled or not. Time bomb is ticking. But every second, the disaster is coming closer and closer. The danger is real. In a world where secret powers are at play, where nothing is as it seems, one brand of clothing gives Crusaders of Truth a voice. One brand. In the fight against terror, deceit, and destruction. We are not merchants of fear. We are not a parody of free thinkers. It was almost like they ignored it because they wanted it to happen. I occasionally think how quickly our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat. This season, get ready to awaken the masses. Forget the politicians. Politicians are put there to give you the idea that you have freedom of choice. You don't. You have no choice. You have owners. They own you. Forbidden clothes. Because if you know, you know. I learned. I learned a lot. And I learned that, uh, I learned a lot. Anyway, uh, Bo, uh, Bo is associated here. Anyway. The point I want to make is, uh, I learned so much. I learned so much. I learned. Black, white, all colors, all backgrounds, but I mean, come on, man. Men, women, gay, straight, everyone deserves a shot, you know. Come on, man. You know the thing. You know what I mean? You know the thing. You know what I mean? Come on, man. What I have to do is I have to continue talking about the things. Come on, man. I came down here because I... Remember the first bumper sticker I saw? I learned that uh, I got hairy legs that that, 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 that that turned blonde in the sun. And the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down so it was straight and then watch the hair come back up again. And I learned about kids jumping on my lap. I love kids jumping on my lap. Oh, uh oh, I'm in trouble, trouble. What are we nuts? Dead, dead, dead. You know, come on, man. Give me a little break here. Get a life. Taking cocaine or not? What do you think? Huh? Come on, man. Black, white, all colors, all backgrounds, but I mean, come on, man. Men, women, gay, straight, everyone deserves a shot, you know. Come on, man. You know the thing. You know what I mean? You know the thing. You know what I mean? Come on, man. You have a problem figuring out what you're from being drunk, and you ain't black. Come on, man. The corn pop was a bad dude, and he ran a bunch of bad boys. I can hardly wait to meet with that guy who is the stable genius. Come on, man. I am uh, very willing to let the public judge my physical and mental fit, my physical as well as my mental fit, fitness. <laughs> Come on, man. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. Wealthy kids. Come on, man. I mean, come on. Take a look at the record. I know a lot of weed smoke. Come on, man. Black, white, all colors, all backgrounds, but I mean, come on, man. Men, women, gay, straight, everyone deserves a shot, you know. Come on, man. 
You know the thing. You know what I mean? You know the thing. You know what I mean? Come on, man. Why the hell would I take a test? I am, Holy crap. Let me see if I can get this over here to you guys. Before, uh... <laughs> oh my god. Before starting this episode, I put up a post. Hunter Biden sold us out. Scumbag. Yeah. Put this up before coming onto the air with you guys. Hunter Biden confesses partnership with China spy chief. He fumes after he and Joe are named as criminal witnesses. Let me see if I can get this audio clip up here for you guys. Live time. Don't take it from me. Let's hear it from this whore's mouth. I mean, from this horse's mouth. There we go. Here is uh, Joe Biden's son, Hunter the scumbag Biden talking about his Chinese ties. I get calls from my father to tell me that the New York Times is calling, but my old partner, Eric, who literally has done me harm for I don't know how long, is the one taking the calls because my father will not stop sending the calls to Eric. I have another New York Times reporter calling about my representation of the, literally, Dr. Patrico, the fucking spy chief of China, who started the company that my partner, who was worth $323 billion, founded, and is now missing. The richest man in the world is missing, who was my partner. He was missing since I last saw him in his $58 million apartment and signed a $4 billion deal to build the fucking largest fucking LNG port in the world. And I am receiving calls from the Southern District of New York, from the U.S. Attorney himself. My best friend in business, Devin, has named me as a witness without telling me. Crazy. 
I'll be sure to go over that this week on the podcast episode. You know, I wanted to play that because uh, going into the break, or as we finish the first, the, the, the last segment, I went on a rant about how we've been sold out. You know, somebody made a comment about, uh, oh, it's all the Democrats' fault. And I'm like, hold up. It's the feckless Republicans, too. And then I have to take a step back and say, listen, this is the left-right paradigm. We've been bought and sold. And the clip that you heard right there is Hunter Biden, Joe Biden's son, confirming that indeed he does have Chinese ties with ch partnerships with China. And this is just the this is just the most recent incident. We're not talking about uh, the relationship that China, uh, the, the relationship that Hillary Clinton has. We're not talking about Bill Clinton. We're not talking about the Bushes. We're not talking about Obama. We're just talking about Biden. And so this is just the economic stuff. Uh, last week, we talked about all the other sketchy stuff that was on his laptop. I, I, I have a clip here that I'm debating whether or not I want to play it. It's uh, the whole thing itself is like 15 minutes long. But um, and I don't even know if I want to describe this to you guys, but it's of that same crackhead you heard right there. Joe Biden or Hunter Biden literally being uh, touched inappropriately by a child, by an underage child. I have that video sitting right here in my video clips on my phone, and I have not brought myself to post it because, well, I'm not going to talk about child pornography or pedophilia. I'm not, I'm not going to put this type of stuff out there. But this is the type of stuff that they're engaged in. But the most interesting part about this video, this 15 minute long video, is it talked about the new federalist state of China and how they have information on certain politicians compromising them so that they do the bidding of the Chinese. And so again, what we're talking about is a warring faction within China that doesn't go along with the Communist Chinese organizations or the Communist Chinese Party's talking points. You have, again, the same way we have a deep state and a civil war going on inside of our own government is the very same way that you have that going on in other countries as well. And make no mistake about it, the ultimate goal is still unification and globalization just under better terms. Ask yourself if you want dangerous freedom or comfortable slavery. And with that being said, salutations, my friends, and thank you for tuning into this edition, this segment of Factions of Freedom. I'm your host, Noise Era, Freedom Faction, whichever one you prefer. And going into the break, as always, we talk about a lot of different things. It's like trying to put, it's like trying to pump the brakes on a train. Sometimes it's impossible. Uh, and so what I want to do with this segment is switch stuff up. Give me one second. I want to switch stuff up and kind of go down a different, uh, a different thought trail, so to speak. Um, and maybe I'll touch more on like, you know, the building of a new system on this week's podcast episode, but I wanted to switch up in this segment, kind of getting again into the, the more occult and esoteric aspects of everything that we see going on, rites of passage, the satanic coming of age, you know, Rust Dizdar's The Black Awakening, widespread civil unrest, Halloween, you know, again, God choosing and perfect people um, for so many different missions. You know, one of the things I appreciated that I was able to talk with uh, that teacher of religious studies the other day about is, again, just the different, the, the, 
history, mythology, religion, culture, tradition, like all of these different things and these components that come together that describe like where we're at right now. And believe it or not, how right now we're actually creating a whole new form of spirituality with these type of devices. Uh, the fact that we're just scrolling through what, what we should call the black mirror shows that we're kind of abdicating this spiritual component to humanity and we're giving over our power. Again, electing the technocrats to thank for us. Like, my God, these phones are not making you smart. They're making you stupid. They're making you lazy. They're making you bored. They're making you ignorant. They're making, they're, they're, they're killing us. And because people are like, oh, it's perfectly fine because, you know, I got my news. Oh, it's perfectly fine because I can Grubhub. Oh, it's perfectly fine because Amazon, you know, Netflix, bruh, uh, Game of Thrones, style. People don't understand what that does. There's a certain mysticism that comes with wonder. There's a certain mysticism that comes with asking questions. There's a certain uh, beauty that comes from figuring stuff out on your own. And while, while telling people to research is something that is important, I definitely advocate it. Don't come at me with your feelings and ad hominem attacks. Come at me with facts and information and we can discuss this. I'd love to, but that's not what's happening. Now you get, oh, shut up, racist. Uh, are you a Trump supporter? Ah. What are you? Are you a bigot? It's it's like wow. I feel generally sour. I, I generally feel sorry for what is happening to my fellow human. I really do. Um, you know the just the destruction of like our spiritual component is so sad to witness, uh, and, you, and and so I think this would be a better way for me to kind of start getting into these topics. <laughs> You know, rites of passage, this is something that we had talked about on the previous episode. I wasn't able to give you guys a clear-cut example of like, of, a, of, of what a rite of passage was, other than me saying, I killed my chicken. But think about what rites of passages are. You know, getting into your first fight, having your heart broken, you know, buying your first car, getting your first house, uh, you know, making your first thousand dollars, making your first like ten thousand dollars, you know. Um, you know, there's, there's so many different ways to apply that thought process of what constitutes as a rite of passage that it's been taken from us. And so to kind of talk more of what my points are, those rites of passage are being taken from us. Therefore, we're not sure how we're supposed to grow up. And so we keep ourselves at a state of arrested development. We don't progress. We don't grow up. We don't overcome generic things that every human has to encounter. Thus, we stay in a state of arrested development. And so when we don't choose to step forward through that window, when we don't pick up the gauntlet, when we don't accept the mantle, when we don't understand that it is now our time to act, well, then we're going to forever wait for somebody else to. We're going to wait for somebody else to take those steps that we want to take, but to a degree we're ignorant of taking because, well, we chose, we chose to scroll instead. And so while some people didn't choose to scroll, some people chose to invest their time, some people in, chose to build things, some people decided to make that system to counter the technocracy, they stepped through, they're in the gauntlet, they're in the, they're in the arena. They don't get the ability to say, oh, I, I don't know what's going on. I, I can't contribute because they contributed. 
then it's very easy to Monday morning quarterback and say and call the shots when you're not in the game. You again, you got to risk it to get the biscuit, bro. You got to get some skin in the game. You've got to do something about what you're witnessing. You simply cannot just analyze things. You have to implement things. And that's a part of the rite of passage that I don't think people get. They don't understand that you have to eat crap. You got to go through the hardship. You have to, you have to embrace that suck only for you to realize that you're not supposed to stay there. And so whenever they shut down schools, you're no longer able to uh, uh, have contact sports, right? Uh, traditional fighting's been thrown out, right out the window. Shit, you'll get stabbed sometimes by people you start fighting with them. You know, healthy rivalries are shunned upon. Now it's just competition, politics, and hatred, and such polarized tension that it's not healthy. Again, rites of passage that we're all supposed to go through. You're supposed to get a little dirty. You're supposed to get bruised up. You're supposed to get cut. You're supposed to get bloody. So you realize, ah, oh, that's, I'm not, I ain't about that life. I'm not supposed to do that. But see, because of, again, the scrolling, you got people that'll talk all kinds of smack and not get hit in their mouth, realizing, well, I'm a disrespectful person. I shouldn't do that. Maybe I should work on some things. Maybe that person that smacked me in my mouth might be doing me a favor. You see, we don't think about that. We don't think about that. Uh, Pleiabitarian, I'm going to ask you kindly to please stop talking. Uh, if you want to know what happened to my chickens as to why they had, or as to why my uh, rooster had to get killed, please go back a couple episodes. Otherwise, keep your comments to yourself, my friend. With all due respect. And again, rites of passage. So because these rites of passage are being taken from us, we don't grow accordingly. Which leads me to my next point. The satanic coming of age. The satanic coming of age. And I went over this with the exclusive members that right now we are seeing a tremendous amount of satanic coming of age stories we're seeing a lot of villains being created right now and that, you know, the environment is ripe with strife and that this is not going to be a healthy next couple of years, that these are all factors that come into, again, the rites of passage. So when I'm saying satanic, I think the easiest way for me to say it is the inverted coming of age. I'm not saying like, oh, you know, Satan's out there raising up children and making them evil. No, 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 no. I think what I'm, what I'm really trying to say is like, the inverted coming of age where we're regressing deeper essentially into children and i know that doesn't make sense but hopefully i can explain it as we as we go over this i briefly talked to you guys just now about the rites of passage that we have to go through different things that we have to do to kind of reach that end goal to you know become like a better version of ourselves what we would think the traditional way of going through things with the inverted approaching life right now to where people are saying you know what I don't need to go outside I don't need to work I don't I don't I don't need to do anything but I deserve everything babies deserve everything children deserve everything but uh, 
grown adults who are fully capable of making their own decisions, they don't deserve anything other than what they go out there and go get. And so when I'm talking about the satanic coming of age, well, this is why you have people, low lives, scumbags, people that haven't really done anything, making demands and taking things from people who have gone out there and go done things. It's, it's inverted. It's satanic. It's evil. It's, it, it's bass backwards. It's not making sense because it's the inverting coming of life. Oh, snap, Lori. What are you doing over here on Instagram? What are you doing over here on Instagram, Lori? Oh my God. Lori, uh, shout out to Lori Alexander of the Underground Resistance Network now, the Global Watchman News Organization. My God, Lori, what are you doing here? Oh my gosh. Uh, for people that don't know, that haven't been listening for several years, Lori is one of the people that helped me get into this. Uh, oh, you're stalking me. You need to stop. You'll just hear me talking crazy stuff. Uh, me and Lori have done tremendous shows together. We've interviewed uh, Fritz Springmeyer. We've interviewed MK Ultra people. We've done shows on, you know, on, uh, uh, on, God, you got me, got me on Twitter pated right now, on, on the Elder Protocols, uh, the Protocols of the Learned Elders of Zion. My God, Lori, it's so good to see just your name. And I know that sounds weird. Uh, but it is so good to see your name. I'm talking about rites of passage, the satanic coming of age. I'll be getting into Russ Dizdars of the Black Awakening uh, here shortly. Um, widespread civil unrest and more. Yeah, don't worry, everybody. This is going to be posted. It's going to be posted on this page. It's going to be posted on the Instagram TV as well as our podcast. Lori, you got me all Twitter-pated. Oh, my God. Uh, she's the equivalent of my podcasting mom. You know, if she did not pull me onto her show and have me do like four-hour shows with her and her team covering these type of topics like left and right, I would not be able to be here before you guys doing this type of stuff. My gosh, Lori. Ooh, oh, Lori. Yeah, join. Ah, here, Send the, press the button, Lori. Press the button and try to join into the live. I'd love to just chit chat with you. My God, you got me all Twitter painted. I'm, I was trying to do a whole thing. I hate when this happens. Friends come in here, they get me all Twitter painted knock me off my cool i'm trying to be all smooth and shit and shucks while you try to figure that out i'm, I'm going to try to get back up on a groove and i would love to have you join me this is the segment to have people join us um oh oh man oh oh so the satanic coming of age well it, that's cool if, if if you only have a few minutes that's fine we can always uh schedule for next week or i can come on i can come on your channel Oh, man. You got me on Twitter pitted. Yeah. Um, I'll, mess I'll message you after this. I will message you after this, Lori, and we will schedule a time to do a show. Thank you so much for stopping in. Oh, my God. Um, oh. Lori. Hold on. You guys got to give me a second. I'm breaking profession. Oh, okay. Maybe next time. Maybe we'll schedule. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to everybody else. You guys get, see me get all Twitter pated. Uh, it's like talking to your mom for slash sister. Good lord. Okay. Yeah. No. We'll schedule. We'll schedule a time to do a show either on your chat or, or on your page or on mine. But it's so good to see your name. Oh man. You know, I think a, a, a better way for me to start talking about all this stuff, connecting the the rites of passage and the coming of age and stuff like that to get back into the flow. 
I briefly talked to you guys about how Lori, just now, how Lori was uh, one of the people that helped me get into this type of work several years ago. Uh, you know, she's, we were supposed to do shows with Tifa Quayle. Uh, she's familiar with Russ Dizdar, a fantastic person who's been doing this type of work for, gosh, almost 30, 40 years now. Uh, like I said before, she's, we've interviewed Fritz Springmeier, the author of Bloodlines of the Illuminati. Um, if you guys are not familiar with Lori Alexander, I've done a bad job of, of hyping her out because were it not for her, she would not have helped kick open the doors to get into this. I talk about, um, I talk about the several years of work that we've been doing this, and, and Lori is a huge part of that. Um, you know, I think this is a better way for me to start getting into top or getting back into the topics. <laughs> I, I, I come from a hip hop, a hip hop EDM rap festival kind of mindset. Uh, just last week, this past Friday or past Thursday, it was five years ago that I had won a trophy where me and my rap team were crushing it. We, 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 we beat everybody there. And so they gave us a trophy. And you guys hear me talk nothing about rapping at all other than leaving it. And so while I was leaving rapping, delving into this type of work, trying to put the pieces together, uh, I don't know how, I thank God for it, but I stumbled upon Lori and her page uh, exposing Satanic World Government and the Underground Resistance Network. And at the time, they had hundreds of thousands of, of likes. This is pre-censorship. Um, this is pre-censorship on Fedbook. And so, you know, she was doing shows night after night after night. And so that really forced me to say, you know, you have to have your facts together because people want to hear what you have to say. You don't want to waste time and you understand the severity of what you're explaining. And so you have to be on point. Lori was one of the people that helped me kind of really get into this world of stepping in and doing this type of work. And so when I talk about being a the Southern Baptist Christian and then a Unitarian and then um, a Buddhist, a Taoist, a Theosophist, and then myself coming back to Christianity, it's because of how that evolution has taken place over the past several years. And what I'm trying to talk to you about the coming of age that I've gone through from both the hip hop to the rap, to the, the protesting, to, you know, the information collecting, to, uh, the activism, to now getting involved in my community and, you know, starting charities and crazy stuff like that. I wasn't supposed to tell you guys that my bad. I was going to save that for later on, but I'm working with some people to start a charity. And that's what I mean. Overcoming parts of yourself so that you can put your best foot forward when doing this type of work. But that, that, that mentality is definitely something that's been shunned on. Um, and so Lori, you could not have popped in at a better time uh, saying, saying what you did, just showing us your name real quick. And so what I'm trying to talk to you about, not necessarily the, the, the satanic coming of age, I'm talking about the inverted coming of age. Not a goddamn person gave me any of the success that I had today. They gave me an opportunity and a chance to show up, and I did. And were it not for Lori showing me this whole world that we had to go fight for, I wouldn't have done it. But see, that's why it's now on us to, 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 to kick down the door for other people, you see. Because it's not for me that I'm doing this, it's for you. It's for everybody else that's out here doing this type of work that doesn't know, that, 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 that doesn't know the landscape, that doesn't, that, that feels fearful or scared of even doing this type of stuff. That's who we're here for. We have to make a safe and comfortable landing, a cushioned area, a cushioned spot for people that come in after us. We're ambassadors for the future. 
agents of change. And this is all stuff that I've learned doing this type of work. And so here, let me get, let me get somebody on real quick and then I'll get into the other, oh, excuse me, the other topics. Uh, Kalinda, join us. Join us and give us. Oh, man. My bad for taking up some of your guys' time with my, uh, my, my, my antics. Uh, Kalinda, it may or may not let you join. We've had connectivity issues all day. Um, send the request one more time if you can. It might not let uh, it might not let you join. But while that's taking place, let's get Kristen in here. Kristen, yes, ma'am, Lori, I will. Kristen, how are you? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I, this is my second time being on here, but I'm just so thankful and, you know, talking about Christianity too. Oh my gosh, I was like eating. Oh, you're fine. I was not... burping. I was burping. Oh you're gosh. okay. But um, I just love the support group system. Like, I'm so thankful of, of you and I like your haircut, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> it looks really cool and it's I, I know it's been an uphill battle sometimes we feel like or you feel like scared or other people but um it's once we have god on our side like there's nothing to i'm sorry oh my gosh you're I'm okay a mess right you're now. okay you're, <laughs> i just you're got fine. back from my therapy and just trying to heal and and Good. honestly like people hurt people so badly like it's it's crazy how much like we don't really deserve it and and the devil is real and he wants us to suffer and be persecuted but um just trying to heal like you just said or well, tell, do that inner work. tell me about it did somebody because people are rude and sometimes i think a lot of that comes from miscommunication people not being able to effectively express themselves or control their emotions to where they're able to talk about it appropriately. And so they say things that are offensive because it, it, it kind of gets lost in translation. Is that is that kind of what you experience? Like somebody not being conscious of, yes. of, of or, or aware of how you feel on certain things and being a little bit uh, yeah. dominant in, in, in their own feelings, selfish somewhat? Totally selfish. Like exactly what you said. Like um, it's just horrible. Like, how people could just use their power over you and you know make you feel small and intimidate you and and it's it goes it goes a lot like you know and that's why we have to be careful being in relationships and you know even uh, married couples deal with it too I'm married and you know and it's it's kind of scary too because you know you think you're with somebody that like really loves God, but you know, sometimes they use religion to hide behind. Yes, they do. And that's, themselves. let me, I, I'm sorry to cut you off because, because you're, you're entirely correct. Um, a lot of people don't, what's it better? No one has power over you other than what you allow for them to have first and foremost. 
No one has ever had power over you other than what you've allowed for them to have. That's the, the key thing to understand is that people have a perceived stance of power that they've been allotted. And the same way that it's been given, it can be taken. And that's what you have to realize, that that is your power that you're literally loaning to somebody else. And if they, they put them on blast, tell them, hey, listen, I'm not allowing for you to do this anymore. Here's your ultimatum. You can either have this, whatever you're doing, or you can begin to respect me. And that's you saying, hey, I see what you're doing. I know you think that you're being a godly man. That's not the case. What you're doing is you're using this as an excuse to abuse me and to go over me. You need to say that this power, this relationship is just that. It's a partnership. What I allow for you to do is the same thing that you, that, that you allow for me to do. And I'll take back any of that energy, any of that power, the minute that it becomes imbalanced. So first and foremost, recognize that you always have the strength. You just let that person hold on to it for a quick minute. And that's it. For too long. <laughs> for too long. And you're totally right. Like, you know, we could always switch things around. Yes, I you mean, can. I just, I'm just, I can't believe like, oh my gosh, I'm just so naive and, but you know, I, I believe in God and I know people could change, but it's just always that hope, that hope <laughs> for someone to change. And th that hope is just, it, that's what's like killing, <laughs> killing me. That's what's um, going to save you too, though. The hope is what's going to save you and the faith is what's going to pull you through because get guaranteed that person doesn't have hope without you and that you give them that faith. That's what you have to understand is that's, that is your primary thing. People always take advantage of people with kind hearts and sweet souls, man, but that's, what's going to get you through it. And even if you're experiencing this hardship right now, you're learning some lessons and that's that hope that it will be better. That's going to pull you through and you have to use this instant and this moment, whatever it may be as a teachable moment, you'll get through this. And it's because of your faith in God and the hope for a better tomorrow. That's going to pull you through this. Just realize that right now, this is a moment again, a moment that you allow for this to take place. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying it's your fault. I'm saying that, yeah. you know, in, in, in the organization like this, of everything, I, I believe in total accountability. Like, I, I mean, as much as I want to blame other people, like, I just have to take accountability of my own actions and, and words and my direction. And I have a beautiful son. Um, he's right here. Noah, you want to say hi? Oh, hey, Noah. <laughs> hey, Noah. <laughs> hey, buddy. And oh, he's, hey, he's been such a blessing. And, like, all, all I could do is just pour my love into into him and he he gives me tissues if i cry and he makes me laugh and keeps me going so i'm good i feel really blessed you are in more ways than one and i bet the person that what whoever caused this hardship fool is going to lose a good person right here i'm telling you does not know what he's losing i'm just letting you know you seem like a sweetheart you seem like you got a good head on your shoulders but i wouldn't let don't let this moment get to you you are stronger than it and you will persevere you and Noah will get through this. Thank you so much. I love your videos. And, like, God is real, honestly. And Satan is real, too. And we live in really, really scary times. Like, it says, 
I, I became a, a part of the LDS church and you know, I thought it was really, really bad. And I was against it, but honestly, it's been a really big blessing in my life. And, and I gained my own testimony of it Good. and I got my patriarchal blessing and it's just been amazing of, of the direction that God has over my life. And um, I feel so much peace and listening to general conference and it's honestly like a really good like church, like honestly, I'm, I'm, I couldn't be more happier, but, um, but there's, there is a lot of religions, but as long as you have God and Jesus Christ in your heart and he's, he's, he's the one and, and we are in scary times, but what it says is that, um, that, you know, if it, what, if it weren't be for God and our faith, like we wouldn't even be able to survive. Like this is true. Like in, in these end times. So, this is true. Yeah. I, I hate to cut you off, but no, you're, you're, you're a thousand percent correct. Um, I, I went on like a five to 10 minute rant during the second segment of last week's episode on the podcast of how I thank God every day that I don't have to know people from Hollywood, that I don't care about people in Washington, that I get to know people like the folks over there at the Free Thought Project or Derek Rose. Of the, of, of the Last American Vagabond, or uh, people like Joe Martino of Collective Evolution, or The Minds Unleashed. I thank God every day that I know real people who know what's actually going on and who have committed their life towards this type of work and helping other people, but don't expect a cent back. I thank God every day that we get to distance ourselves away from vile and wicked stuff. I, was, I, I don't know if you paid attention to the first segment, but I said, you know what? Again, I'm thanking God that these times are coming out because it's showing people where they really operate from. Do you want to engage in this type of behavior? Do you have these types of vibes and these type of thoughts? No, this is forcing people to make those decisions to say, you know what? I want to understand God's will. I don't want to go. I don't want to go the way of the world. There's got to be something different. And there is, but people have to understand it's a sense the same way me and you were having a conversation right here, the same way that there are relationships out there. It's a relationship that he wants, but you got to seek him out. And this right here, this is not a relationship. This is a toy. This is a distraction. And so I thank God every day that I am able to be here in this capacity, doing this type of work, understanding him that much deeper. So yeah. there's, oh. there's so much joy in giving and receiving, to be honest. Like, I'm, I'm so thankful for like the good people that I've came across because I've realized there's not that much good people out there <laughs> and you know people really don't care and they're really material materialistic and they don't want to think about the things of God or preparing or anything and and you know oh. I'm, I'm thankful I, I got my food storage on my food storage is good I have oh you got your food, food. too yeah, we we got um, uh, um, what is it called? Um, got um those Myler bags with the oxygen absorbers, Good. and we have beans and rice and big barrel, two barrels full, of fifty-five gallon, and then have a five uh, 55 gallon of water with Dang. with a uh, uh, water um, 
protector or whatever in it, but Good. I'm just like, really, like we really need to prepare like spiritually, more spiritually than, than temporarily. I think like, cause once we're gone, we're gone and you know, we're, we'll be in the spirit world or wherever before the judgment day. And, and what the LDS believe is we'll go to the spirit world. We'll either go to a spirit prison or a spirit, um, paradise and with the spirit prison you you learn about jesus christ and you get to have like a second chance to learn more about god and accept him and if you choose that then on judgment day you'll you'll get um an immortal body and there's different levels of the paradise um that you could go there's a celestial terrestrial and celestial glory Mm -hmm. And there's the three different glories and um, depending on, you know, how, how good you are on earth, then you'll be able to go to that glory. And it really makes sense because, you know, you know, if you're a good person and, you know, you don't deserve to go to hell, you know, even if you don't have God, you know, if you're in, um, uh, if you don't have, if you've never been taught the gospel. So it's, you know, just because that happens. So you'll be placed into a, a lesser of a glory, but, um, I just want to be close to God and close to Jesus. And, I hear that. and, and that's, and that's really what, um, what heaven is, is you're, you're close to God. You're very close. And, you know, hell is like an absence of, of Jesus Christ. So if you, if you choose to not, you know, be with, with heavenly father you 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 won't really be with him in the highest glory but well Kristen, oh man we could we could keep this chat up like all day what do you want to i gotta i gotta let you go what do you want to leave the audience with um there's nothing like i just want to leave with there's nothing that anyone could do to really take away what you have with god and um you know even if we we get persecuted or or whatever we still have our freedom freedom in the lord and i'm just thankful like every day of of having good people around me that care and that want to help really help other people out and that's why i see on this page is everyone's really loving and i'm thankful for your your devotion and your time like i don't know how you do it but um it's it's a battle and it's hard, but thank you. I just want to say thank you. Well, I want to appreciate you giving us your kindness, man. I feel like we were running pretty rugged for a second there, and you came in with some sweet words, so I appreciate this, Kristen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Hopefully you. I'll talk to you soon. <laughs> Tell Noah I say goodbye and hello. All right. Thank you so much. There she goes, Kristen. Oh, man. Good stuff. You know, a lot of things were said in there. A lot of things were said in there. And I remember doing a show a couple weeks ago with you guys. Uh, a couple weeks ago with you guys where I had talked about going into Nod or the land of Nod. You know, I talked about Cain and Abel uh, and how Cain slew his brother and then proceeded to go into Nod. And in the story that I used, the episode that I did, going into Nod, I talked about how Cain didn't go to hell, but he went into Nod. And while Nod is not a literal place, they describe it in biblical eschatology as being without God's blessing, essentially being cursed. 
that nod is a state of being cursed. You can call that like, oh, people are shooting up, they're, they're nodding out, you know, stuff like this. But what I'm trying to talk to you about is there is, I, there is no such thing as an atheist. People know there's a God. People are deeply aware that there is a God and that there is a way to follow his commandments, even if you don't understand it. But, you know, before Kristen joined us, we talked about the satanic coming of age, the inverted coming of age and how people know that there is a natural order to things yet their arrogance and their hubris forces them to do the exact opposite and so by doing so they don't look for blessings they again look for handouts they look for more they, they essentially get cursed they put themselves in this state of arrested development how could how could Cain have come out of Nod? Could he have acknowledged that he did kill his brother? Could he have could he have asked for forgiveness? Could he have repented? Could there have been number of, a number of things that he could have done? No, he didn't. He packed up his bags and said, "You know what? I don't care how you feel, God. Am I my brother's keeper? But it doesn't matter." And so then he goes his he goes his way. So a fantastic call from our guest, Kristen. You know, because so many different things are said in that in that in that single conversation. You know, the fact that nobody has any power over you other than what you give, that ties into again what we were talking about in the previous segment. How you cannot vote for freedom. <laughs> you well, you could you could vote for freedom, but it's like seeing people that have like support Blue Lives Matter flags and then like won't tread on me stickers on them, and it's like you don't see how you don't see how the police state that you're advocating for is the very people like taking your rights away. And so it's, it's, it's a very, very, uh, very, very sophisticated thing that we're up against, but I very deeply agree. I, I definitely appreciate Kristen joining us, um, giving us her thoughts, man, because people are hurting out there. And unfortunately they are in positions, um, they're in positions where their kind souls are being taken advantage of. And that's not, that's not fair. That's not fair. Uh, but, you know, let me check and see real quick who's going to join us. Okay. Well, while people send us requests to join us, I'm going to briefly talk about, you know, the Black Awakening, widespread civil unrest, and other things such as that. You know, Kristen, Kristen briefly talked about it, and I kind of talked about it right there. You know, how some people are using religion to carry out unspeakable acts and when I talk about the rise of the Satanism the rise of Luciferianism and things like this there are people occultists Satanists and things like that who know the Bible much deeper and in their own way strength stronger than others and so they use that understanding to their advantage they know that there is a God they know that there's a devil they know that there's a Satan they know that there's a Lucifer and they just consciously choose to worship the devil worship Satan, worship Lucifer. And so whenever you, we talked about this literally last week, whenever I played the clip of you, of that grown man in Boston, Massachusetts, dancing around in a circle after eating like either a mock heart or a real heart, uh, saying praise to the chaos God. These people know what's happening and they're making conscious decisions. And so when we're talking about the Black Awakening, a lot of people have been let down by church. That's the sad truth. 
Um, you know, Pope Francis came out last week, I think, um, he, and endorsed, I think, I think the same-sex marriage, I'm not sure. But a lot of people have been let down by the church. And I think right now people can understand that there's something going on like with the church and that it's becoming more and more worldly and more and more politicized rather than, you know, separating itself thereof. And when we talk about, you know, again, the black awakening, the spirit, the psycho-spiritual configuration of modern humanity, we really have to look at how, how we've kind of been positioned to really give up spirituality um, you know, they corrupted the churches, they rewrote the Bible, they destroyed, they removed God from school, they destroyed any any real connecting of us to history that makes us understand that there is a God making things happen, and it's just so sophisticated. I mean, my God, even if we start talking about the giants, you know, from the Kandahar giant to the red-haired giants of North America— to the Smithsonian cover-up of the giants that's still ongoing, you know, the very fact that that is a real reality, it gives credence to the Bible. It shows validity towards the Bible. But the fact that this talks about this, giants being there before and after the flood, this is a part of that chronology. But they can't have that. They can't have the Bible validating things. So they have to rewrite history. The very same thing that we're seeing right now is censorship and fake news and misinformation. It doesn't matter if I'm literally playing you a clip of Hunter Biden saying that he's got tapes and business deals with China. In the future, they'll be able to obscure that. And that's what we're talking about. We are in the Bible's future right now. So when we talk about revelation, when we're talking about events coming to pass, people are only looking at it from there, what, 20 years, 30 years, 40 years here, instead of looking at the obvious cover-up, the manipulation, K bono, who stands to benefit from distorting the word of God, manipulating history, and so on and so forth. But, oh, you're just one of those Bible thumpers. You're just, you're just one of those Bible thumpers. You don't, your opinion doesn't matter. And so when that happens, not, not only are they not willing to talk about real facts again bringing them facts information statistics you know evidence but they hit you with the ad hominem attacks oh you're just a bible thumper oh you're just a believer in one of those guys it's like yeah but you don't understand what that belief truly means do you because people have gotten into a a a philosophical or a super hyper woke mindset to where now we've talked about this unfortunately on the show to where now it's become woke to hate god it's become woke to say, as Antifa and Black Lives Matter activists say, F your Jesus. And so how do we get to this point to where we don't even debate the validity of the Bible? We just outright say, F God, F your Jesus, F for everything that you stand for. I will, it, it doesn't matter. So when we're talking about the Black Awakening, my friends, let me look it up real quick. This is a different uh, computer. Russ Dizdar's The Black Awakening. Let's just briefly talk about this type of stuff, man. You know, again, a number of things, uh, uh, one of the things we talk about over here on the podcast or on the Instagram live specifically is hybrid warfare from financial warfare to biological warfare to psychological warfare to spiritual warfare to, again, financial warfare and so much more. 
people don't understand the varying different ways in which they're being combated. And when you guys heard me talk with Kristen right there about how her faith and how her belief and how her hope are going to get her through these tumultuous times, that's spiritual warfare right there. That's why they want you to get rid of the Bible. That's why they're destroying it in, in China. That's why we report on it, unfortunately, routinely on the page. Because your religion, your, if you can't, if your religion and your spiritual configuration, if you can't protect that, you're not free. That's why, to me, spirituality is the highest form of revolutionary warfare. Because you're saying, you know what, I choose to do something different. This is, again, more of that pro-human divinity-inspired renaissance-based future. We need to get back to recognizing that there is a God and that we need to be held accountable for our actions. We just can't say stupid shit on our phone, not expecting to get hit in our mouth. This is foolishness. Let me get back up over here. I'm going to read you real quick uh, from Amazon.com, where Russ Dizdar put his book, The Black Awakening, up. This is in 2009. Uh, the, the Black Awakening, The Rise of the Satanic Super Soldiers and the Coming Chaos. He wrote this in 2009, my friends. So 11 years. It says, quote, in this twilight of human history, darkness burns its black flame. Soon it will all erupt and, they, and fear will fly as the bloodshed begins. The black awakening will occur. And I just got to, I have to pause right here because I've listened to Dust, I've listened to Russ for so many years that he's actually talked about where the term the black flame comes from and where the black awakening, what that means is and it's going to sound crazy, but satanic Nazis that survived World War II imparting some of the MKUltra techniques that they had on the other generations and perfecting that technique to where they could have what he calls a split multiples, multiple personalities that have the ability to either summon demons, acquire super strength, that have uh, increased intelligence, that uh, do astral projection, all different types of stuff like this. This is all talked about in his book, The Black Awakening. And so to get back to it, what he's really trying to make you aware of is, again, the different forms of what constitutes as a soldier, something that's able to kill you physically, something that's able to come at you spiritually, something that's able to uh, manipulate your sense of well-being, manipulate your safety. Let me read more about this, 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 uh, this description. It says, for them, those who served this long, cold secret, it has to. It's the only way to give the world a desperate reason, a willing but painful reason for the need of a new world order and a leader who will rule with a power that only the ancients felt. That's not a good definition. That's just the, that is just the, um, the Amazon description because it goes on to talk about the roots of Antifa, the roots of the modern Satanist movement, and and so much more i'm gonna go off of memory oh right here there you go there it is theblackawakening.com and this is the description that you guys can find over there it says that the book the black awakening the rise of the tenant super soldiers and the coming chaos is a very unique book it is a combination of 26 years plus of investigative research engaging demons satanic powers satanic chosen ones, super soldiers, biblical studies, and the insight of biblical prophecy that has not been spoken of or written about in a long time. Much of the Antifa, Marxism, the charged writings, and the modern-day Satanism are sitting on the foundations of a, dark, a darker, bloodier base. The shadow system described in the scripture as the fourth kingdom, the beast system, or the mystery of iniquity. 
the global collective of a non-human demons, fallen angels, and humans, human lives who choose. Psalms 2. And for someone like me, I know exactly what he's saying. And so he's writing this in 2009. Oh, that's crazy. I don't know how that, uh, what does that say? Alligator skater? I don't know how that guy got himself kicked out. That's so crazy. Wow, was he like saying something that like nobody wanted to hear? Holy shit, I don't know how that guy got himself kicked out. Maybe he should do that some more. Anyway, so I was talking about Russ Isdar's Black Awakening that he wrote back in like 2009, 11 years ago, about the roots of Antifa and the Satanism that we've covered over here on the show. Let me get back into this. It says that this book includes an overview of the rise of dark deception, the rise of satanic ritual abuse globally, the process of creating subpersonalities, program shooters, MK Ultra, monarch mind control, the master race agenda from the Nazis, the infiltration of the church and society, dark satanic rituals in high places, the rise of the Antichrist and his troops, the weaponization of demonic powers for global chaos and anarchy, and the real reason for Armageddon, the coming fulfillment of biblical prophecy, and so much more. Now, literally, last week, I printed out, I printed out, uh, uh, oh, he was spamming nonsense? Is that is that why he got himself kicked? Wow, it's like I almost watched it but didn't want to watch it. So he was he was chatting up nonsense and got kicked? Shucks. <laughs> so last week, I went ahead and took the liberty of printing out this document that I was trying to read to you guys. It's got references and everything else out. Oh, Dos, Dos Pueblo Realtor. That's crazy. Everybody's just getting the band clock party today. Uh, so this, what I'm about to read to you guys again, it also comes from comes from the National Center of Analysis of Violent Crime. And I went over this just last week with you guys, the history of satanic ritual abuse and how this goes back as far as my childhood. So Russ Dizdar wrote this book in 2009, The Black Awakening, The Coming Rise of the Satanic Super Soldier. I'm coming up on, what am I, 28? Yeah, 28, I'll be 29 in January. Who do you think's out there in those streets? Before I go into this whole, this whole chaos, who do you think's out there in those streets? People that are my age. Why do you think I sometimes stand up for Antifa and their ability to stand up, uh, to organize their, free, their, their First Amendment? Why do you think I'm able to talk to you guys about like the mindset of the people that we're going up against? Because these are people that I've grown up with, unfortunately. Why do you think I'm so unfortunately well-versed on all this evil satanic stuff? Because we were steeped in this and we had to make a choice. It's gotta rely on me thinking this isn't usually kid if he's shows us. Fucking realtors. Why are realtors coming in my feed? Anyway. Old heads are not the ones out there in the streets. 25-year-olds and 30 heads a year old and possibly even 40-year-olds are the ones out there causing this chaos. And so when I'm talking about the Black Awakening, people consciously choosing this darkness and how technology has helped enable this degeneration. This is not just something that happened out of chance, that this is an organization that incrementally over time, we have been spiritually dipped into this place, broken of our will, disenfranchised from our power, 
and put into a position where we, where we can be easily manipulated and thrown to the wolves. This is why a lot of people are lost, both mentally, spiritually, professionally. This is the dangers though, because when people are lost, where do they go? We talked about this just the other week on the podcast that Hillary Clinton said that the church is judgmental, that it's ostracizing. It's not judgmental, it's not ostracizing. It's been corrupted, it's been manipulated. And in doing so, it's not given a home for the lost. And so the lost have found a home out there in the streets where they can be radicalized, where they can be used, where they can be manipulated, where they can be taken advantage of, where they can be pimped out for political reasons. Because that's what the church was supposed to do. It was supposed to open up, open up the gates for people, let them in, give them a home. Give us your broken, your beaten, and your downtrodden, and we will make them better again. That's what we were supposed to do. That's what America was supposed to stand for. But over time, over this 20 to 30 years of demoralization, we now have, we, we have these, these, these darker people. Like I said, I didn't start this transmission off playing for you that clip of uh, the Antifa guy eating the heart and praising to the chaos God. I didn't, I didn't play Patrice Cullors, one of the co-founders of Black Lives Matter conducting a ritual. I didn't play the witches that bind Trump you know, coming together to bind him on election on, uh, on, on the debate night and the election day. I didn't play for you, you know, uh, hashtag magic resistance or the, the witches that hex Brett Kavanaugh. I didn't play for you the satanic temple. I didn't play any clips for you for the after school Satan program. Do you understand what I'm trying to do here by just gradually talking to you about the rise of the, the satanic super soldier of, of, of the black awakening that we're just casually in, but people don't understand because that sense has been taken from them where they think that, oh, well, this is normal, right? This is normal, right? No, this is not normal because it's all been done by design. It's all been done by design to rob you of your individuality, to rob you of your divinity, to have you think that there is no God, to where you no longer care for yourself, your community, or any other people. What has happened to us has all been very, very systematic. You know, in the previous segment, I talked about trumping in the technocracy. I think people get that. But do you understand what I'm trying to break down to you as far as how you have been beaten and broken down spiritually to where, it, like I said, it's cool to hate God. It's woke to say, F your Jesus. You want me to play the clips for you? You, 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 want, you want me to see if I could try to find the little clip of, 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 of them marching in the middle of the street saying, F your Jesus? This is what I mean by the rise of the satanic super soldier, the black awakening. But at the same time, that's why these things have to come to pass. So you ask yourself, where do you want to stand at the end of things? You have to make your decision. I made mine. And for better or worse, shucks, you guys hear me complain about it all the time. When I was at that protest last September, and they said, hex a fascist. I'm not a fascist. Why are y'all trying to hex me? What? I've made my decision, and eventually you're going to have to make yours. So speaking of decisions, the timer just popped down, and I've got to make a decision to go ahead and start closing stuff out. I, um, if I'm sorry I didn't get to everybody that joined us. Um, it says I have, like, how is this? John Victor, I'm sorry I wasn't able to get you in. Kalinda, I'm sorry I wasn't able to get you in. Lieutenant Fox, I'm sorry I wasn't able to get you in. And Toots, I'm sorry I was unable to get you guys in. If you guys join in the first segment, 
next week. Join immediately. I'll let you guys go to the head of the line. I'll shut up. I'll, I'll put a mask on and I'll let you keep talking. Um, but I'm sorry I was unable to join you guys. I'll let you guys join in this live. Uh, we've got about 35 seconds left. I want to say thank you to everybody else that did join and was a part of this. Um, I will be back here again with you guys, Lord willing, next week, coronavirus free, covering these things and more. Um, hopefully with a better attitude and a little bit more energy. But like I said, ladies and gentlemen, I want to say thank you very much for tuning into this edition. I respect you and I do appreciate you, except for the clowns that like to talk that smack in the chat. They get hit with the ban. But like I said, we'll be back here again with you next week.